Now entering the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Please stand by for quantum phase inversion. Oh, hey, welcome back. Um, sorry about last week with the issue with the door. Um, we're still working out the kinks on that, but I think we have it now. Uh, we're testing out a new AI system to help with object stability. All the objects here in the Poe are actually kind of like a ghost in a way. Matter at the quantum level. Uh, sir, I need you down at R&D. What, now? Yeah, uh, turns out one of the scientists, he kind of got turned inside out. Jesus, get a megaphone, why don't you? Uh, hey, Donnie. Donnie, come over here real quick. Excuse me, folks. I'm really sorry about this. Yeah, good now. Folks, this is Donnie. Um, he'll take you on the rest of the tour. I'm gonna what? Uh, we're gonna make this brief. Uh, something's come up. I gotta go take care of something real quick. So, um, hopefully I'll see you guys at the end of this. If not, I'll definitely see you when you get back next week, alright? Thank you so much. Donnie, take care of him, alright? I'm gonna what? I need you to take these guys on a tour, alright? What the bloody hell do I know about a tour? Look, we got a problem down at R&D. Um, I can't tell you anything more than that, but I need to get down there. Uh, gotcha. Right. All right, Lovelace. Looks like you're in my capable hands. Why don't we head on down to the Natural Science Museum? Old Z down there. He's our resident Zeton. He's actually running the biology department, so I'm sure he's got something for us that'd be really scary. Nature's scary, right? Let's head on down there and see what he's got. Hey there, Z. What do you got for us? The big guy, he had to go downstairs and take care of some stuff. Oh, I understand. Strange things happen down there. Well, what can I do for you, Lovelace? Well, these chaps, they're here to check out something scary. It being all October, you know, Halloween, things. I'm afraid I don't understand that. You do know I'm from out of town, right? Right. I can just look at you and tell that you're not from around here. I mean, you're wearing a silvery suit. You look like you're out of Buck Rogers or something. Never mind the ovoid head and grey, big black eyes and tiny little mouth. Well, oh, thank you for trying to point out my best features. So, lovelies, you want something scary? Oh, I hear that humans are afraid of spiders. Let's take a look at the arachnid family. Mm-hmm. We do have a few arachnid displays. Easy to get to. Ah, here, yeah, true oddity. You may have heard of the Betty Longlegs. It's the deadliest spider based on its venom. But its fangs are too small to puncture human skin. But that's false. While the Daddy Longlegs does belong to the order Arachnida, named after the character in Greek mythology, a weaver who challenged Athena. Hey, Grandpa. What was that story again? About Arachne? Why you kids always gotta bother me with these kinds of questions? Cause you're old as dirt. Yeah, you're old as dirt. Alright, little bastards, come around. Let's hear the tale of Arachne. Once upon a time, a long time ago. Isn't that what once upon a time means? Shut up, I'm telling a story. 
Once upon a time, there was this young weaver's daughter. Her name was Arachne, and she could weave the most beautiful tapestries. People from all around would want to come see her tapestries. People started telling her that she was truly gifted by the gods, and she insisted, Nah, I did this shit myself. Well, when Athena heard this, she's a Greek god, by the way. When Athena heard this, she was a little pissed. How dare the mortals assume their talents are not gifts from gods? So Athena, what she does, is she disguises herself as an old lady goes and checks out the weaver, watches her work. You shouldn't make such boastful comments against the gods. They can become wrathful. I'm not being boastful, sweetie. All I'm stating is that I've done this myself. I've trained myself. I've worked really hard to make my craft my own. It's not a gift from the gods. It comes from steady work. Well, then Athena countered with, But no mere mortal can be better than the gods. Bitch, if the gods are so good, they'd be down here right now. And with that, Athena threw off her disguise and revealed herself. Yes, young lady, I challenge you to a weave-off. Yeah, and just then, two weaving looms appeared. And in the style of an 80s dance-off, the two weavers went to their work. You're going down, goddess. Sweetie, I climbed out of my father's head. Athena weaved out a beautiful tapestry showing her win over her race against Poseidon. And yeah, it was all right. It was pretty good. I mean, maybe a little too much teal. Could have probably backed off on the lavender a bit. But when she looked at Achenes, she was stunned. Achenes' tapestry had such vibrant colors. It actually looked as though it moved in itself. Now, Achenes decided to take a more riskier approach. Rather than showing off the gods and boasting to them, she decided to weave the gods in their most dastardly deeds. Kind of like when Zeus disguised himself as a bull to get Europa. Yeah, weird shit like that. You know, I'll be honest, I'm not even mad about that. My father is a scamp. This one time, he disguised himself as a swan. Oh, yeah, you got that in there too. Yeah, alright. Now, the thing that really pissed Athena off was that the girl was right. Her weaving skills were beyond her capabilities. So, in an act of anger, Athena struck the girl down, gave her extra appendages, shrunk her down, turned her into a spider, to where she could only have one string to weave. But even to this day, as Athena looks down at the works of other spiders, she always has to think. You know, I did curse her. But damn, she is good. I'll give her that. She is good. The end. Yeah, that story sucked, Grandpa. Yeah, it totally sucked. Look, I'm not much of a storyteller, right? I'm just trying to figure this shit out. A little bit of filler. What do you want? Go the fuck to sleep. So there's there something? Huh, that was weird. Anyway, the daddy long legs, it is not in fact a spider. There are many other creatures that belong to the Arachnida family that are not spiders. But let's look at the daddy long legs today. It's more commonly known as the harvestman, or scientifically known as Opelionis. Yes, it does have eight legs, just like a spider. But when it loses one of those legs, that leg is gone forever. Oh my god, oh my god, I just lost my leg. Oh my god, I, wait, I have seven others. Okay, I think I'll be alright. Alright. Oh my god, I lost another. Oh my god. Uh, now I look like a crane fly without wings. Whereas most spiders, they can actually regrow that leg. Interesting. Another distinctive feature you'll notice is that the daddy long legs only has two eyes. 
Whereas most spiders will have three or four pairs of eyes. Another distinctive feature as well is that the daddy longlegs cannot create silk, unlike spiders. Daddy longlegs don't create venom either. They don't even have fangs. Oh, and one more thing, daddy longlegs actually chew their food, whereas spiders have to digest their food outside of their bodies and slurp up the juices. Delicious. Oh, yeah, right now. Let me stop you right there, lad. Excuse me? Yeah, this is interesting and all. But being in October, I, we were really looking for something kind of scary. This, honestly, is kind of dull. I mean, I'm sure it's fascinating, but I just don't think the listener's going to want to be hearing about arachnids or not arachnids or whatever. Oh, I'm sure there's something I can find around here. But we are still unpacking, and the AI system is not up yet, so we can't figure out where half of our stuff is. Right, right. Yeah, I'm just going to take the listener down to the social sciences area. I'm sure they aren't interested in how the toilet flushes. That wouldn't be sure. That would be down in physical science. That would be this podcast if we stick around much longer. Come on, follow me, listener. Now, as I'm sure you've noticed, this place is kind of weird. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Yeah, I can't complain, but my wife last night... Sorry, Luke, I was just being friendly. It's not like I don't want to listen, but I really don't want to listen. I'm going busy right now. Maybe later. Yeah, blow me, Donnie. Yeah, a lot of people around here. They just yap, 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 yap. Never seem to shut up. Not me. Nah, I keep my head down. Keep my mouth shut. You learn a lot more about people by keeping your mouth shut. People tell you a lot if they don't ever shut their mouths. Now, I said no one cares how the toilet flushes. But if you really think about it, it is kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm talking about this place, not lose. None of these objects is actually here. Strange, right? You ask me, not natural, but it's a paycheck. With all the uproar museums and whatnot, having stolen objects from other cultures, hoarding onto them, locking them up, just doesn't seem right. So that we aren't actually stealing objects. We're using something that's called the quantum hoosamafligate, I guess. I, I don't know. I really wasn't paying attention. The way it was told to me is that this place uses a Heisenberg compensator to focus unobserved electrons here through a Schrodinger spectrometer. While we aren't looking at the physical object itself, we're actually seeing the image of the object from the photons emitted by the electrons. Only when we touch the object do we completely collapse the waveform, or basically draw the object into our own reality. But I wouldn't recommend touching anything around here just yet. Things are still a bit dodgy. So because of the particulars of this place, they don't actually break the laws of physics, but they sure as hell do bend the shit out of them. Alright, here we are. Social sciences. Now, let's head on down to Scotland. I know they got something unpacked there that you'll definitely enjoy. Look at this little beauty. This here is an iron cage for your head. It wraps around and it locks in the back. It's called the Skull's Bridle. The reason it's called the Skull's Bridle is it has a mouthpiece that goes inside of your mouth, obviously. It has a little spike on the inside to keep the tongue from waggling around and possibly cast spells in a nice little chin strap to keep your head from ducking down with a couple of spikes on the end of it. That way, if you start to nod off, it starts to poke into your own throat. A particularly cruel device, really. Created by the Scots. In 1567. Now, when you mention to anybody witch trials, first thing everybody thinks about is Salem, Massachusetts. But that's fair. But truth be told, during the whole witch panic of Europe, Scotland actually killed 
four times as many as any other country in Europe when it came to witches. Now, a large part of that is that King James actually came from this particular area. His mother, Mary of Scots, gave birth to old Jimmy in Scotland. Well, as Jimmy grew up, he ended up writing a book called Demonology. It is basically a manual on the things that necromancers, witches, and other people that deal with the devil would do. The seed that that actually sprung from was the fact that he was waiting for his wife, Anne of Denmark, which, by the way, was 15 years old. Her ships were delayed by a storm at sea, which ain't too surprising, because it is a pretty rough sea. So, James kind of figures he's going to go get her himself. Listen up, you ball bags. I need you all not to be a bunch of jaces now. You won't make this union with Frederick II of Denmark happen, even though I do fancy the lads. But if I'm going to rule over the Sassanich... Now, Sassanich is actually a Scottish term for an English person. Oh, but sire, the season of rough. Not to be daft, man. We'll never make this happen. <laughs> Okay, I'll admit, that was a bit tougher than I expected it to be. It has to be witches that were trying to kill us. Certainly it was no Arctic vortex that was coming down from the north, creating a muddled atmospheric disturbance. Alright, now, not even having a minimum understanding of meteorology, old Jimmy boy kind of figures it's witches that want to keep him from his broad and keep him from getting busy. And in case you're wondering, yeah, that is the same King Jimmy that gave us the Bible that we have today. Now that Bible, Jimmy commissioned in 1604, had it published in 1611. This wasn't the first English translation, because Henry VIII had already done it about 57 years before. You know that bloke. He was the one that decided to divorce the church, when the church wouldn't grant him his divorce. This was also one of those fruits of the Protestant Reformation brought on by Martin Luther. But I talk grace. Point being, is old Jimmy, he takes old Henry's book and he says, you know, I can do better. So that's why we have certain passages that were mistranslated from Thou shalt not let a poisoner to live, translated into Thou shalt not let a witch to live. That comes from Jimmy's version. This opened up some very opportunistic doors, if you catch my meaning. Superstition is a huge motivator. I could go on, but I'm sure you're not interested in a theological dissertation on old KJ here. There'll be time enough for that later. Let's get back to the subject at hand now, shall we? The school's bridle. An iron cage is rigidly crafted. You can feel the weight. It's about as heavy as a 12-inch cast iron frying pan. But this is going on your head. An iron mask that you can at least see out of, but donning this mask. You don't recall the exaggerated features. Was it a cow? Was it a pig? Doesn't matter now. All you think about is that click of the lock behind you. Securing your cage. But for how long? That was the magistrate's call. Could be hours. That you can at least see out days. of. You feel another piece of cold iron being strapped underneath your jaw. You feel its rough edges scrape against your skin. You might fancy for a moment how many people have worn that before you. That thought soon fades the moment you feel the sparks starting to poke into your own throat. This is to keep your head up. Oh, and it don't end there. Not by a sight. Now it's time for the bridle itself. Just as the same thing is used on a horse to keep its tongue in control, to give the rider control of the horse itself, that's what this does. A metal piece that slides into your mouth, over your tongue. With one caveat, your bridle has a spike in it. That spike is to keep your tongue down, to keep you from speaking. 
You feel the rough edges of it. You don't, you don't dare, dare waggle your tongue. Last thing you want now is to poke a hole in it. It'd be a sure bet this thing wasn't sanitized from its last use. Like the topping of a Christmas tree, instead of an angel, you get a bell. This bell is to draw as much attention and humiliation to you as possible. Here, you're locked up in this cage, potentially for days. And for what? Because you caused a storm? You gossiped? You called someone out for watering down their whiskey? Or just because someone just didn't like you? You're out there, love? You look like you wandered off for a bit. That'll happen sometimes around this place. Now, what was I going on about? Oh, yeah. At the time, any man could accuse his wife of being a scold. Basically a gossiper or someone who just is kind of out of line for her station in life. Things were a little backward then. Sometimes I wonder if they ain't still backward now. Even to this day, we have one representative who turned down money for preschools. He argued that if the kids are going to school early and learning early, that it was going to be taking the wives out of the house so they aren't doing their wively duties of raising the kids. Don't believe me? Check it out. Charlie Shepard, he's from Idaho. Interestingly enough, being a scold could actually have you documented as a threat to the peace. That law stayed on the books of British Parliament up until 1967. Isn't that interesting? So word to the wise, ladies. If shit really does go backward, you might be in for a real treat for having an opinion or thinking that you're an individual. Now you may find it shocking that that law of being labeled a scold and a threat to peace didn't come off the books until 1967. But here's something else to keep you awake at night. We like to scare ourselves with monsters. Werewolves, witches, vampires, serial killers, the like. We like movies where the killer is wearing a mask. Hockey, because Canadians are scary. A William Shatner mask, whitewashed with its eyes cut out. But that makes him identifiable. A super furry dude could be perceived as a werewolf. That goth kid standing on the corner, he could be a vampire or a devil-wishper. Easy to identify. Serial killers, well, you know they look like everybody else. But you can take precautions to avoid them. With those precautions, you can greatly reduce your chances of becoming a victim significantly. But they're never zero. The thing that should keep you up at night. There are people, even our own leaders, who are ready to jump on any conspiracy. Be it to get voters to turn down education, in order to keep the powers that be in power. These people use emotion to divide us, cause us to accuse others. The thing that should keep you awake at night is you. How do you respond to rhetoric? Sure, you might be able to say now that you'd never fall into such ignorance. Lots of struggling Germans in the 30s thought the same thing. But the fear of being rounded up to keep your mouth shut is actually a strong motivator to try to keep your head down. Wasn't until it was all over that many realized that the nationalist movement of the Nazi party had the ramifications that it did. There were people who thought that the witch trials were rubbish. But if you spoke out, there was always plenty of rope. Now ask yourself, where would you stand? Watch the person being hung? Or watch the crowd through a scold's bridle? Or maybe see the crowd for one last moment before the hangman's hood fell over your eyes? Panic is still out there. Yeah, sure, we look back with our eyes 2020, right? But there's still stupid people out there that actually believe in this weird bullshit. Look at the satanic panic of the 1980s. Think witch hunts are over? They ain't. 
Just in the last decade, there was that whole Pizzagate thing. Children being harvested in the basement of a pizzeria in Washington, D.C. for their adrenochrome. Hey, guys. Hey, sorry that took so long. Um, Donnie, why do they look glazed? Did you... You took him to the Skull's Bridal again? Well, yeah. What do you have me do? We'll tuck him down to Z's. Z ain't got nothing. There's other wings around here. Did you try physical science? Look, until you get that AI up and going, ain't nothing working around here. You want me to give somebody a tour? Oh, another Skull's Bridal. That's about it. What do you want me to do? Take him down to the SKVC? The Serial Killer Victims Cafe? Yeah... Yeah, you're probably right. That's a little intense for right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Look, you want me to give him a tour? I'll give him a tour. All right? rest of this shit is on you. You gonna get this shit figured out. Right. All right. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right, folks. So this we're going to call a wrap. Um, thank you so much for sticking this out. Obviously, we still got a lot of work that I need to do on this thing. Um, we'll have one more episode that'll come out at the end of October for Halloween. And then we're going to kind of shut things down so I could really focus on good storytelling, um, creating great content. I really want to make this the weirdest, best podcast for you to listen to. I don't know if it really even qualifies as a podcast, to be honest. It's just a radio drama podcast style, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, moving on. Um, thank you so much for indulging me on this weird little thing that I'm working on. Um, I feel like I should end every episode on some kind of a quote or something, some kind of inspirational thing to you know, guide you in your daily travels, something like that. Uh, we'll go with my mom on this one. When she was a kid, she climbed into the back of her grandma's car and saw this golden ruler. And the ruler said, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. A very simple message, but so incredibly impactful. Treat people how you want to be treated. Don't accuse people of being a scold if you don't want to be accused of being a scold. I guess basically just don't be cunts to each other. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you again so much for, you know, pushing through and listening to this weirdness. Uh, we do have the email up and going. It's info at thepopodcast.com. Um, definitely send in suggestions, uh, feedback. There will definitely be some hate mail. I'll try not to let it get to me, but I'll be honest, I'm a pretty sensitive kind of guy, so you know, please don't be too hurtful. I mean, seriously, do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? Anyway, love you guys. Be good to each other, you know. In the meantime, while I'm working on this, there are definitely other podcasts to go out there and check out. Definitely check out Time Suck with Dan Cummins, a weekly deep dive. So informational. Like, seriously, like any subject that he covers, a very thorough deep dive. Great work. You want some great escapism? Check out the Scat Cast with Zach Flannery. Wonderful little skit scats that inspired me to do this weird fucking thing. And if you like stories of the strange and paranormal, definitely check out Sean Castle's podcast, Grey Castle. Sean was the one that got me into actually recording and starting to do this kind of thing. So over there at Grey Castle, they go down strange true stories that are picked up from the internet. And he actually interviews some people to get their real life stories firsthand. So definitely check out Grey Castle. 
a lot of fun. So I'll see you guys in about two weeks, and we'll have uh, some kind of a story. I'm not going to reveal too much, but I uh, hope you like it. And then we'll uh, come back here in January once we have this shit really hammered out. Again, I want to give you guys something quality. Love you all. Be good to each other. Now, get the hell out of here. Now exiting the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Have a nice day.